You are listening to the Lifetonic Podcast, your resource for intentional living and personal growth. This podcast is designed to inspire and motivate you to be your most glowingly brilliant self. Expect to hear about the fun, the unknown, and out there aspects associated with how we can thrive in our bodies and minds. Each episode will challenge opinions, ask questions, and uncover wellness trends as I feature alongside inspiring leaders, healers, visionaries, creators, and disruptors in every sense of the word. I'm your host, Joanna O, and I am grateful for you tuning in today. Hi, Gemma. Hello. Thank you for, well, I guess I've met you in person. True. Before all of this lockdown, and now we get to do this digitally. (laughs) Yeah, perfect timing for a digital podcast, eh? Yeah, thank you for coming on the show today. So for everyone listening, I've got Gemma Petherbridge, who is a crystal therapist and who's been working with crystals for over a decade. She's the founder of Conscience Crystals, who source crystal specimens from around the world to sell in the UK. And she is an incredible, an incredible energy is how I would describe you. And a wealth of knowledge on all things crystals, having worked with stones for so long. She pioneered her meditation style known as crystal healing meditation, which combines placing crystals in proximity to the body with entering a deep restorative meditative state, which you'll tell us about as well. Her classes and workshops are accessible to all all over the UK and worldwide. You host quite a wide range of workshops and right now some of these have moved online so you live stream events at the moment with she's lost control which i attended one of those last week and or the week before and that was amazing so it's every other wednesday night from seven to eight i highly recommend the chakra healing meditation it's incredible And also you have a beginner's guide to crystals masterclass, which is now a monthly intuition and and a monthly intuition class, but I'll let you talk about it because you'll probably be better at explaining that. Thank you. That was the most amazing introduction. I was like, wow. Yes. So because of what's going on at the moment in the world, uh, normally I'm very much an in-person teacher, a speaker especially because working with crystals, it's best for the people to be around around the crystals and literally watching what I'm doing. But obviously that's not possible at the moment. Because of that, we've, we generally do, like you've just said, uh, crystal meditation. And that is a combo, it's basically a way that I've used my knowledge of uh, working with crystals. So laying crystals for crystal therapy on people and realizing I can, there's a gap of time. You lay the crystals on someone and then you you leave them for about 15 to 20 minutes. And it's not a particularly very cheap therapy and I wanna make it as accessible as I can to as many people. So I thought, okay, we've got this, we've laid the crystals, why can't I then go and work with someone else? So that's why we've created this meditation session, which is basically, we we start with yoga nidra, which is yogic sleep, and it allows people to get as deep as they possibly can into their yogic, their meditation state. Then we lay the crystals, and then we normally do a sound bar. And that just like doubles up the energy, so you're already extremely relaxed. Then you have the crystals put on you, which makes you even more relaxed, and you start the healing. And then the sound bath helps with the healing and kind of keeps that lovely, beautiful, very mellow vibration going. 
So that's what I normally do because everything going on, we've redesigned it and created these chakra healing meditations, which instead of having the crystals, I'm kind of getting you guys to work with the chakras and the colors. And if you could imagine a different situation, the colors would be the crystals. So yeah, so I've been working with a lovely company called She Source Control. Uh, they're based in London. They're in the same situation. They've got a crystal shop in London that currently they can't open. So everything they're doing has gone digital. And they've spoken to all their healers and asked them to sort of, what can we do online? So every other week I do the chakra healing meditation. Then I also do crystals for beginners, which is a two hour intro into crystals. By the end of the class, fingers crossed, you'll go away feeling very empowered. You know, you know how to pick a crystal and you know why you've picked the crystal and what to do with that crystal. And starting very soon, I think it's, it's every Tuesday, first Tuesday of the month. So I think it's the 5th of May. Uh, we're starting an intuition class because everything everything else I do I find that I'm often simplistically showing people how to use their intuition so like right we may as well get on and start really focusing on helping people home in their intuition so that's my new class that I'm literally sort of creating the content for at the moment so very exciting that is so exciting I can't wait to try that I mean I first tried your crystal healing meditation in person at live well yeah and it was the I mean you have such a unique gift but going into it I didn't really know what to expect and I didn't know much about crystals and I walked away thinking wow I never thought that I could actually experience the power of of a stone like a semi-precious stone in close to my body to that degree That's and good. it was incredible good good so I've been really focusing on this as my main profession for about two years now and it's an absolute joy and it's kind of like I love crystals I've always loved crystals but to see how motivated how positive people are once they've spent time with the crystals it's almost like they've had their own epiphany moments and like you said they've had that connection that you felt and it's inspired them and they've kind of got that realization that there, there is something going on there, but also it's something that they can use and benefit from in the future. And no, I- it was, it was really, it was really, it was incredible. I walked away thinking, wow, I need to learn more about this and I need to talk to you more for sure, which is why <laughs> I've been trying to get you to come on the <laughs> podcast ever since. I know. It was, it was incredible. And how did you discover your connection to crystals? Where did it begin for you, this exploration? Yeah, it's interesting. I generally can't pinpoint a moment, which is a shame. So I haven't got one of those beautiful stories, you know, like the epiphany moment for myself. I was a very interesting child. I was a very normal child, but I did very much have this weird sideline of intuition. And my parents, who were, again, they were very, very normal typical English family who I I used to just say very profound things from a very young age and I was unknowing to me be predicting the future and sometimes not always good because I managed at the age of four we drove past a house and I predicted a murder that happened a few days later in that house and for a four-year-old who was very looked after you know I wouldn't have seen any of this at that age so there's no way I would have even understood what I was saying and my mum was like okay that's a bit odd and then a few days later the BBC announced you know and she's like whoa Um, and I did that quite a few times 
big news like I told them the day before Diana died that the princess and it would just come out of my mouth it was almost like channeled information I was like princess Diana's going to die next day it was on the news and it as much as that I mean it freaked us all out you know we were all very like "Ooh, that's just not normal what's going on but it was also very affirming and gave me the confidence because it's being broadcast worldwide, what I'm saying is actually, you know, I'm not just making things up. There's actual truths coming out there. So I always had that weird sideline. And my parents, after a while, everyone started to go, okay, she can do that. And they'd ask me my feelings of certain things. So they started to come around to something's going on. Um, but I'm also from the West Country. I'm, I live, um, as a child, I live just outside of Bath. And that whole area is, you know, it's got Glastonbury. It's where the Stonehenge is, Silbury Hill, and it's just got a beautiful energy. It's very, it feels old energy. And I think I was now looking back, I was quite tapped into that. And again, even though my parents are quite normal, brackets normal, I think they also, they used to tell me these lovely stories about the legends. So I think it's come from there. And then I'd walk around Glastonbury, see all these beautiful crystal shops. And it just kind of sparked that, you know, that interest. But yeah, like a lot of people, my actual spiritual journey didn't start until sort of a bad part of my life, which was sadly both both my parents passed away very quick concession with each other when I was about 21. And I think it's as happens to a lot of people, you then start that, you know, there's more to life, like spiritual search. And it was at that point, I just started to completely sponge in anything to do with spirituality that I could find. And I trained in, trained into crystals, coaching, kinesiology. Basically, I was meant to be doing a business degree and my, (laughs) and I did pass that, but I was so focused on everything you could think of spiritual at that point. And I think that was what got me to where I am now, basically. What a story. (laughs) I was just so mesmerized. I did not expect that, but that's incredible. And it's true that sometimes you do go through a very big, maybe moment of darkness or pain to awaken some of these things. Yeah. And it's as much as that obviously is um, massive trauma and wouldn't, you know, wouldn't wish that on anyone and obviously wish things to be different. The person I was then was someone who planned to finish that business degree and go to the city in London and just be some, I don't know, just some, not power mad, because that's not in me, but just ticking all the boxes, you know, good house, money, blah, blah, blah. And um, seeing my parents go through what they went through and realising, oh, no, there's definitely more to life than what I, or I thought I was going it's got its gifts, you know, those lessons, you look at, you can look back, I mean, it's 17 years ago now, Um, I can look back at that and be grateful that I'm where I am now from that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad you didn't go down that route. (laughs) I guess it wasn't meant to be, or I was reading something quite interesting about how we can go into different paths of what we think we should do. But then once you're in it, your soul always you know, and you feel it. I mean, if you're a little bit more in tune, if you're an empath, or if you're a person who's just a bit more awake, it will really, really like become part of your experience, even on a physical level. Yes. Oh, it's funny you say that, actually, because yeah, so although I got into spirituality then, and I was sponging in all the information I could, 
um, when we were talking before we started the recording, I was explaining that after that, I went backpacking for quite a while, came back, wanted to move to London and did what everyone else, probably I'm saying that everyone else, but definitely what me and my friends thought was the right thing to do, get a good job in London so you can afford to live in London. And before I realised, I'd stopped treating people doing my my then physical therapies was in a full-time job and then I left to set up a, a business with my now husband and I was like what's happened to all my spiritual development where's it gone and it wasn't until so the business I now have is or my husband basically has took over is now eight years old and about two and a half years ago I had literally the physical ailment that you're talking about where I knew I was I deviated a little bit and um I fell down the stairs very impressively, quite dramatically, and I managed to break, chip the very end of my tailbone and had to lie in bed on my stomach for, I think it was like six weeks. And the only thing you could literally do is read. And I was reading books on the floor. And that's, that was, like you just said, the physical ailment, the, the universe saying to me, like, you've got to stop doing you know, yes, you that business is fine, but it's not what you're going to be doing. And now you literally have the time to get yourself back on track. So by the time I'd finished that, I'd read a stupid amount of crystal therapy books, you know, and it just you read one and then you want to read the next one and the next one, it comes quite addictive getting all that information. And by the time I'd healed, I had my crystal therapy business, Conscious Crystals Up and Running, which started with me just at that point, posting one little info on a crystal a day on Instagram because you know because I wasn't feeling my best that was all I could muster at that moment and it's turned into what it's turned into now so yeah the universe helps us course correct when we if we listen like you said you've got to be aware but there are moments where you're given again and it's um yes it hurt at that moment but it's a blessing I was pushed back in the right direction yeah it's yeah that's exactly what I mean and it will manifest obviously in different scales but again that was so impressive (laughs) well done for getting through it and like I said I'm really happy you are where you are today thank you you followed that call but you know you, you have a unique gift like I said and one thing that really drew me to your approach because let's say it like it is I think I talk to a lot of people and I've obviously become I'm relatively new to the crystal space. I don't know enough, which is why you're here. But I think a lot of people that I speak to, and I definitely recommend everyone checking out your Instagram because it's amazing and you can learn so much and obviously the workshops and everything else. But when people come to me, you know, friends, for instance, or people on Instagram, like, where do I start? You know, what do I what are crystals? They're a bit woo-woo. What does it mean? (laughs) And your approach is really comprehensive in a way that you put side by side this element of science, but also communicating to people the amazing benefits of crystals on, you know, in in supporting healing, both mentally, emotionally, also physically. And If you can share maybe a bit more on the scientific aspect of it that kind of underpins the health benefits of crystals. Yes. So, um, and I completely agree. It is woo-woo. It's, um, you know, this doesn't get taught in schools. And 
I think it's one of the reasons in my 20s, as much as I loved it, I would have been quite shy to talk about this kind of thing. You know, even my sisters, they would just be like, oh, can't you do normal stuff? Be normal, you know, stop this. Yeah, so I kind of naturally moved away from it, although it's always part of the intuition. It's, it's part of who I am as a person. And then when this thing happened and I could read a lot more and I could really, and again, it's like you read one bit of information on the science of crystals and then you want to, there's words in that you don't understand. So you read that word and you start to get a bigger picture. And this is quite new. And I think it's a difference between when I was into this 17 years ago, the science wasn't really included in the books or certainly not in the books that I was reading. Like when I, I went back and did my crystal therapy healing recently to update it and it's all science and that was not in the original teachings. So yeah, and that science is, is so cool. Basically what they're saying is now we split the atom thousands of years previous this was all channeled information and it was just done on trust and the people that channeled it was so they knew it was their truths and that's why they went with it but as is a normal healthy person should do they should question everything and look for the science and now they've split the atom they can see that basically a crystal is its essence is that it's one or a group of minerals that repeats. So it can just be one mineral that's repeating. So its atomical structure is just the same again and again and again. Or it's going to be a group of minerals that that group then repeats. So it's very simplistic and it creates a very simplistic formula when you look at it at the atomic level. Unlike as humans, who, yes, we're water and minerals, but we are. Every part of our body is a different mixture to create that part. So obviously naturally our hearts have to have a different setup to our brains, to our eyes. Otherwise we'd be repeating the same thing twice and we don't want to do that. But that means we've got very complex, different structures all in a very close-knit area. So we're quite busy. Um, and the, what this means is where a crystal will have a vibration. This is called the dominant oscillatory rate. Its vibration will be the same, just constant, the same in our bodies different parts of the body are vibrating at different levels and different rates so we're a lot busier and that's just a, a normal rate if we add in stresses or illnesses worry um, fear of a new job interview anything then we up that and the vibration gets more intense and therefore we're also a lot more as we all know likely to get stressed so when we have a crystal and we bring it near our body we resonate because we're all vibration and the crystals are vibration when we bring that vibration into our body we naturally start to calm down and they're showing it now i don't know if you're into our acid and alkaline diets and how really we don't want to have acid like an acidic body that creates potential physical ailment um, also mental ailments but very much physical ones um, they are there's scientists who have, you know they took this knowledge an extra stage and they can see that when we are resonating with crystals it's also helping us get into that healthier alkaline state so it's all kind of on lots of different levels so really there's so many ways in which yeah. crystals can support us not only mentally, but also physically, which I think sometimes is hard to bridge as an idea. Like I said, you know, to some people it's woo-woo, but to bridge that idea that something physical brought close to your physicality can actually impact it can more than just your physical body. 
at the end of the at the end of the day we're just a vessel right so yeah so basically unless you were someone you could channel the information and you just took that complete trust we need to go to not just the atomic level but look at the vibrations and understand that as we are vibrational beings that's the level at which crystals work really well so the easiest way to tell the vibration of a crystal is to look at its color every color vibrates at different levels so straight away if you look at the color of a crystal you can start to understand how you can work with it so if you want to be a ha- if you want to feel happier the color for happiness is yellow positivity so if you are bringing that color into your being you're starting to resonate with that those emotions at that level but what can happen is you if you're already stressed you're actually probably bringing your vibration down you're relaxing your body down But if you're using crystals to goal set and stuff, which a lot of people do, uh, like pyrite is believed to help with abundance and wealth. Citrine, the yellow crystal, is success, happiness, positivity. That raises your vibration up to what you want. And this is why it works on spiritual level as well, because if you're trying to goal set and you want to raise your vibrations to those of the things you want, this is like another way of working with law of attraction and law of intention. Raise, you're using the crystal to raise it up to meet that ability of what you want. But what people do sometimes fail to realise is if you're raising your vibration to what you want, you still need to get the lessons in there first. So I'm going to go get a rose quartz and my dream partner is going to be with me tomorrow. But yeah and it's like yeah I get it I would want the same thing to happen but it sadly doesn't work hopefully it would for some but for many of us we may still have a few lessons first to learn so what we're doing is we're getting this rose quartz bringing it into our resonance into our being and therefore attracting those lessons quicker than we would be if we didn't have the crystal so you're still going to get in theory you'll get to the final result much quicker than if you didn't have the crystal it's it's lessons right so if if you are in the process of wanting to raise your vibration to and, and I did a different actually I did a, an episode recently on my own where I was musing on this whole idea that we want to manifest things in our life and usually the the three areas that you want to manifest in the most tangible ones for most people will be what money relationships so love and maybe career yeah or or happiness like you said no those are the sort of the pillars and the most generic ones but we all want those things and then you're like okay well I've wanted to manifest this for how long now and it's not happening this thing's not working well actually the universe has a really funny way of disguising this wisdom in lessons and it will test you and test you and test you until you're ready to receive exactly that exactly otherwise it's like supposedly the reason we're here is to learn these lessons so why fast track to the end because the beauty is in I know it's hard it's hard for everyone to go through and some people go through awful lessons we need you know we need those lessons to understand kind of the beauty on the other side of it yeah and crystals are such an amazing tool which like I said I'm starting to slowly feel more in tune with and I kind of followed your advice from the, the very first interaction we had. And I went and tried to look for crystals. I think I even messaged you asking you about crystal jewelry. Yeah. And my first sort of first stop was to start looking at crystals. I was like, I'm just going to let myself decide what I want. And I realized actually never in my life had I been drawn to dark crystals. I don't like dark crystals. But and yet when you put like a black tourmaline in front of me, I was incredibly drawn to it. Mm. 
Yeah, that's lovely. So yeah, it was really interesting. And if you can share maybe some tips, so where to start with crystals, if you're a complete newbie, how to choose the crystal for you, what to look for when you're buying it? Okay, so what I would suggest is try and go to a crystal shop first. If you want somewhere quite cool, I would go to Shizos Control. Uh, if you're in London, that is. Um, Shizos Control is, is quite a cool shop. Some people have put off the more hippie shops, which is a shame. They just don't think it's for them. So there's a few other shops. Um, there's some beautifully fashionable shops in London now that sell crystals. Um, and in other parts of the country, there's a big chain called Crystals, which is all over the West Country. And that's lovely. Ideally, go in the shops rather than online. So they're in front of you and you can see all of the collection in one go. Yeah. You know, don't research before you go. Um, don't you don't need to know anything about crystals if you like them you like them that's enough that's a good motivation go into the shop and just see if you if you're going to spend money on something what do you want to spend money on almost don't look at the price because you don't necessarily need to buy it it's just working out what what are you drawn to ideally you're asking your intuition but a lot of people struggle with that so I would say your intuition is also your preferences in life so what do you love in this shop where are you drawn and what do you really dislike in the shop? What would you never want to be buying and you'd never want in your house? Yes, okay, maybe go then and buy some of the, the ones you've fallen in love with. But most importantly, I'd say is just make a note of the names for now and also make a note of the names you don't like. And then you go and read the crystal books and you understand why you've picked those. And the reason I say that is a lot of people, I don't know, they go read the crystal book because, I oh, will go back to Pyrite again, they want more wealth in their life. And the crystal books are probably going to tell you pyrite and off you go and you buy pyrite. But the thing is, there's probably if you feel like you're not currently abundant and wealthy, there's probably underlying reasons why you feel like that. And it's that's the important that's where you need support. And that's all in your subconscious. So to your intuition is kind of part of your subconscious and therefore it will help you access the perfect crystal rather than using our egoic minds our logical minds to pick what a crystal book is telling us is the right crystal so you know using your intuition just going for what you like and it's as easy as that will go a step deeper and be much more powerful than using the crystal books then you can go home read those crystal books and you'll be more it'd be more interesting for you because you'll really be understanding what you need right now and again what's interesting is what you need right now may not be what you need next week next month next year and that's because you've already upped your vibration and often at the beginning your vibrations increase quite quick so because you're making quite yeah. quick if you notice that you beginning of something the changes are quick and then you'll hit a bit of a plateau maybe your interest will go somewhere else and you want to focus on upping the vibration somewhere else and that will go quick and then it will plateau and you'll go somewhere else so there is such a thing as outgrowing your crystal and you can imagine I've got a house full of crystals yeah and because I've got a crystal shop sometimes I would sell the ones that used to be mine but what you were saying of black black tourmaline it's really funny one of the girls who works with me she does all my graphics Jodie when I first showed her black tourmaline she's like Jem it's it's coal it's black it looks like a piece of coal and I was like no it's beautiful don't say that it you know she's right it looks like coal but yeah. for a human being it's an extremely grounding crystal to the point where they say like sit down put it underneath your feet and kind of put your feet on top of it and you feel that connection very strongly 
when I do that to most of the, like you, like you were saying, you experience that crystal healing meditation, most people afterwards go, where can I get that crystal from? I just have to have that tourmaline now. So it just shows straight away that connection. And you wouldn't, yeah. I mean, at that moment in time as well, your eyes probably were closed. You probably didn't even really connect to what it looked like, did you? No, I went really deep in that meditation. It was incredible. And what was really interesting, I thought you said after, was some people, because you placed a crystal on the third eye, right? And we'll talk about chakras in a second, but you place a crystal on the third eye, correct? Yeah, yep. Some people thought it was on their belly. Yes. Now, that was the first time that happened to me. It's happened again since. It's happened with other therapies that I do where, you know, their subconscious is needing something somewhere else. So I was definitely, basically, my partner and I, a friend of mine called Daz, who was laying the crystals on everyone with me, we only had crystals for the, I think it was third eye, the heart, wasn't it? And then the grounding crystals. There was nothing. Yeah. We, could, we could not put anything on someone's tummy. There was not a crystal to go there. But it worked for her. But she was adamant we'd been placing them on her tummy. And it's because her tummy needed the aid. <laughs> it just literally took that energy and put it there. You mentioned chakras earlier as in, in, in just now. You also talked about what you're currently running, which is this incredible, very powerful yoga nidra chakra healing meditation which I highly recommend. I'll be there next week. And it was all about opening the heart and I guess reconnecting with yourself to heal any imbalances. And really when you enter that state, I feel like you can almost do that for yourself. Just like you described, maybe this girl did it for herself after all. Mm, So can you talk about how maybe chakra imbalances manifest and what is I guess the current trend I think a lot of people are experiencing unbalance at the moment and things that you can implement in your everyday for to to balance those out how do you actually actually how do you recognize an imbalance oh that's a good question so some of them are going to be profound characteristic traits that you're like butt up against in life so maybe you feel like you're too shy or maybe you feel that you're too outspoken and it gets you in trouble that's a weak chakra so they're really profound, really inbuilt behaviours, or it's part of your life where things aren't following through. So if I explain to you a bit more about the chakras, then I can explain how both of those work. And the chakras are basically seven energy centres that go down the spine. They are positioned about an inch in front and behind. So there's two, there's like an in and an out. So we'll do the heart because it's an easy one to locate. It's like an old DVD shaped disc. In an inch in front of the body so in front of the chest and then the same at the back so you have to be aware of the back most people only focus on the front and they're different energy centers that deal with different things and the belief is uh, we are born with the first three although at that moment in birth only the first one the root chakra is really operating and as we go through life they they blossom they open up uh, as we develop so if anyone's more into their psychology and like things like Sigmund Freudian's hierarchy of needs this is a really ancient version of that so the root chakra is yellow in color it sits kind of as the, the tailbone front and back of the tailbone and it's very much our fundamental needs safety food care the things that a baby a very young baby would need and then as that baby gets a little bit older they become aware of other people around them 
and their relationship to those people and that's the sacral chakra and the sacral chakra is orange then we go up to yellow i won't do them all but i'm just trying to explain how the, how they grow and change yeah. so um and then we'll go up a bit further we've got the solar plexus this is joy creation interaction with the world so these are very young chakras that blossom in the first few years of our lives and if we've had any say massive trauma then it would it wouldn't help the blossoming of that chakra so you can imagine it's very similar to standard psychology principles that if we've had any traumas or we've been stifled maybe we're struggling with our like literally learning in classes it would stifle that chakra it's a blocked chakra or we've gone the other way and we've had to overcompensate and uh, we've got an overactive chakra so if someone was very abusive and they found the best way was to literally fight back that's probably an overactive root chakra and they're using maybe their fists you know the physical body and they're hurting other people as a way of feeling more in control but someone else who's got a blocked a weak root chakra would maybe become very submissive and kind of cowering so it really shows the fundamental characteristics is as we go up as we grow okay and actually they do say that so you've got the first four the first three and then you get to the fourth which is the heart and if you've struggled to um get the right teachings as a child to and you get to the heart stage if you haven't managed to develop the heart you can struggle then to go on further which is the throat communication the third eye so real start to bring in ideas into the body intuition things like that and then the final one is the crown and that's connection to spirit so if you've had a life where you know you haven't even you haven't even got time to get intuitive thought so they'd say that be you know you be aware of that and work be aware of your characteristics and potentially where blocks or overactive areas are and you've got to be everyone's so different if you're into like yourself say you're you're doing a podcasting it's really good if you've got an overactive throat chakra if you're talking a lot because you're you know it's part of your career it's good for you so it's not always a criticism so it's very holistic but I'd also say that's doing it one way and you supposedly do the cycle twice through your life so you do the seven as a child you get to add adulthood then you go back to the root as an adult and that's to the point now you want a home and then you want a relationship a family and you go up the chakras again as an adult but also and I've read this more recently you can read your chakras going down and that's that's one of my favorite things because if you're a creative person or you want to set up a new business or you've got these kind of big dreams but you're struggling to realize them it could be that the light should come in for your crown into your third eye and down and if you're finding a block like you'd love to have your own business and you don't know at all what you should do and it's just completely confusing you're not even getting that connection to higher source to give you those inspirations so you'd focus on supporting the crown and that's lots of white lots in in crystal terms it's clear quartz crystals herkimer diamonds but if you go a bit further and then you're someone that's actually got 101 ideas like you you've got connection to source but you're just getting 101 different options that is an overactive very busy third eye and you need to home in on one thing you want less purple in your life because you're busy in that area and then mm-hmm. and then it goes down the other way so again I won't do it all because we'll be here for ages but once you've had an idea um and then you're sort of deciding if it's the right life purpose goal for you and you're turning it into something you can talk about that's the third eye so if you know you want to do something and you can't verbalize it 
then you need more blue. So in crystal terms, that's blue lace agate, celestite, uh, blue calcite people like, and that helps you communicate with the world what you want in life. And then I think the crucial one, from the one that you said that you experienced in our last session, is the heart chakra, because so much focus needs to be on the heart and our passions. If you have an idea and you now can communicate it, you need to fall in love with the idea for it to to get the motivation to get going so that's green and pinks of the heart chakra okay so if you feel you're over or under in any of them if you're over and therefore you feel like there's an area of the body where you're like all the focus goes maybe you're too in the mind you really you don't want that like reduce the amount of that color in your life so less purple food so blueberries clothes you don't want um, purple in your environment but if you're blocked and you want more so maybe you're feeling quite down at the moment especially with everything going on in the world and you want to pick me up you need more yellow that's the solar plexus so you'd want yellow crystals so citrine golden healer uh, orange calcite or you'd want yellow foods bananas the classic for things like that and lots of yellow so yellow stationery bedding all sorts and it's just it's the vibration again so you're bringing more of that one color vibration into your life that's incredible I feel like you just read me yeah just now in the beginning because it was very interesting I've never heard it before that the chakras can go the other way because when I was in the first meditation with you I think you asked me even after did you get any messages for me it was like a really really bright purple like an overwhelming purple pink Mm. and what's interesting and I'm doing a lot of work on this now is you're right my first three from the top down are incredibly overactive and I somehow always struggle to materialize it in in the in the physicality in the world so it's almost like that heart bridge so very interesting that it's like opposites yeah and uh, do you know what this is it's very new information for me because everyone talks about it going up as you grow you say yeah. open um it's and it's not my knowledge at all this is someone called caroline mize she's just done some audible books lately and she talks very briefly twice in two different books about the concept of reading down the chakras and i've um i mean back in years ago i was a fine art painter so for me the creative part is really important and you know if you're around a lot of creative people they will talk about where their block is and like you've just said there's a lot of people who and I do I love the concept stage the bringing things together yeah. in the designing stage and I've kind of lost my energy by the time I've actually got to physically create this thing and yeah and that would be there's a point between the solar plexus the joy of the creation and the finish and in the terms of the chakras that's literally birthing the the final thing is orange so for you if you darker yellows into oranges would be the perfect colors to be around especially when you're at that point where you know you're producing something and you just you you want it to be successful you bring that into your life interesting that's so that's so interesting and I can really relate it really resonated with me I'll definitely check out some of uh, Carolyn's work that was new to me as well because you always think I always couldn't almost bridge the gap in my head I was like okay going from the top up it was like the first couple the first couple minutes when you're just going up the first two maybe I would just be lost at that point 
I'm just way more active in the top half. Yeah, yeah. And that's also probably why, on a completely kind of separate thing, but why you like black tourmaline. Randomly going to go back to crystals for a few minutes, but black tourmaline yeah. is an extremely, it's a dense crystal, isn't it? And it does look a bit like coal. It's just a different, different slightly yeah. formation, but it's got that look of coal. Very, very dense, very earthy. And if you're um, very in the mind, it's your opposite. So it's going to bring you slap back down into the earth. Mm -hmm. We talked about laying crystals, we talked about sound bath, but I'm learning a lot about brainwave states. So that was another yeah. one of my questions was if you can share some insight on how our brainwave states change throughout a healing meditation. And even in yoga nidra, we've got the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. Sympathetic nervous system is fight and flight parasympathetic is rest and digest and generally we're meant to be in rest and digest if I was going to put a percentage on it this is me guessing I would say probably from what they say like 80 to 90 percent and then we're only meant to be in the other one when we're in an actual dangerous situation which in our modern world we shouldn't really get ourselves in and this is life and death situations so it's unlikely that we should be in those situations but the problem is our lifestyles trigger the sympathetic nervous system so a normal everyday person doing their normal stuff will be in a beta state so they'll be in this state all day and that's where they should be that's kind of a normal waking state but when you find you get stressed you go into high beta and that's where the sympathetic system kicks off it starts to put enzymes into the body that aren't great for us to have for long periods of time and then we are meant to relax and go back but the thing is our stresses of like current jobs the food we eat all these things put us in that state and we stay in that state and that's why a lot of our body often goes into acidic mode because of the the chemicals that we're releasing and we keep dripping into the body now the yoga nidra called yogi sleep and it's a meditation but it goes extremely deep so you're kind of staying on that fence between the two and it's very easy to slip into sleep the aim long term is to try and just stay above it and when you feel you're going into sleep just bring yourself back but that takes practice and we do that we go that deep because when we're in that state our body is fully in repair rest and digest and it's fully repairing and I, I think 20 minutes of yoga nidra is something like equivalent to four hours of sleep so it's that amount of goodness quickly into our bodies wow it's like real surrender experience you get extremely relaxed and you're so deep into a healing state that when I lay the crystals on you you're so deep you're probably going to get a connection even if you weren't going to do it logically normally and then we we leave we leave everyone it's all done intuitively so there'll be a standard layout everyone's getting but we also have a big pocket full of crystals with us that we will give specific people extra crystals if they if we feel intuitively they need those crystals and then the sound waves it's again it's vibration over the top so we've already got you an extremely healing state we've layered the crystals on which will enhance that healing and then it's almost like anything else any other blocks will be gone by the music so generally i when i bring people out for the meditation we bring them out very slowly although the sounds normally kind of helps them come out to a point yeah and then they're kind of a bit dozy you know they need longer than normal i think to leave our classes and what they would leave like a standard yoga studio class because they just need that moment because they've gone through so much healing so quickly yeah that was incredibly powerful but also the you had a really good soundtrack which I was able to play 
Um, and Good. the music was just so soothing. But you also work with clients and you offer one-on-one theta healing sessions, which are a way to sum it up in a nutshell. Again, there's many layers to it, but it's tapping into helping people tap into their truth, their power, and their potential. And I guess also intuition because it seems to be a recurring theme in this episode. How does it work? And what can someone expect from a session, be it one-on-one or now even online? We were talking about the brainwave state and that theta is kind of uh, very deep meditation slash going into sleep. And the reason it's called that is the practitioners and myself, they connect, they, they call it source. Um, but for anyone who doesn't like that word, it could be God, universal light, the universe, you know, whatever that person needs to correct a spirit, basically, is what we're doing. And it's not the practitioner's suggestions at all. They're, like, they're intuitive. They're channeling what that person needs. So it's a much faster process than coaching, standard coaching. You would go to a theta healing for anything you go to a coach for but also physical ailments, mental ailments, anything like that. And we go really, we go into the subconscious, again, by connecting to source. It's all intuitive. We are going for the limiting beliefs, the blocks, and we're trying to get rid of them as quick as we can for the person. Obviously, a lot of people have layers. The aim is to get to the bottom layer. But sometimes if this is something they've had all of their lives or they've dealt with over years and years and years, it may not be one session, but in theory, by about five sessions, they would have really, that's hopefully gone. And we would have done like getting rid of that, but then also building on who they are now. They don't have that. So ideally it's a session. At the most, it's probably five sessions. Overcoming and transforming. Yeah, definitely. Very much so. (laughs) That's amazing. We've covered so much and I feel like I could talk to you for so long, for hours. There's so many interesting topics. I think most importantly... Can you share where people can access these sessions? I will, like I said, list everything in the show notes and links to all of your work. But it would be great to know what's next for for you, for Conscious Crystals, for upcoming projects. I know you're launching a website very soon, which is super exciting as well. Yeah, so basically, Conscious Crystals was the Instagram account that I was posting my crystal packs a day that's become its own entity in itself that business we are running well we as soon as we can we'll be back running events in london and throughout the uk we have some dates in the rest of the uk later in the year and lots of london dates that's also a crystal sales platform so conscience crystal sales is the second instagram so people who like literally want to collect crystals that's the account that does that and then we've got the main account conscience crystals but we're trying to kind of encapsulate everything else because obviously crystals is our when else starting to realize it's like our our raising your vibration tools that we use but like we were saying I do the theater and I study and I work very much with people's intuition so we're trying to make it so there's the shop conscience crystals will be a shop within a bigger website which is going to be called modernsoulstudent.com you can imagine because all our current workshops you know in person ones we can't run at the moment is giving us the time that I was struggling to get to launch the website so literally I was looking at it earlier it's so near done if people want to try the actual crystal therapy meditation um, at the moment that's run or it will be as soon as we're all out and back to normal 
I, I believe it's the third Thursday of the month and she's lost control and it's the last Thursday of the month in Swiss Church which is in Covent Garden but as far as I'm aware all of these online live stream events that we will be doing on our own website but also she's lost control are doing I don't think they'll stop once we're back to normal. I hope so. I really hope it goes on. It's changed a lot of things. Obviously, a lot of the events that would have happened in person, you know, are now digitalized. And sorry, and you were saying about the rest of what's coming. Yeah, no, I was just going to say to to confuse people, there's now two names to the business. So there's Conscious Crystals, which is what we've always had. Um, but if people were looking for that now, they would be diverted to a website called Modern Soul Student. But it all sits under one one thing. It's basically our Instagram for Conscience Crystals is so about crystals. It was hard to integrate. You can imagine the intuition and the theatre. So we kind of just made it a bigger, bigger thing. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing so much of your knowledge. That was really amazing and I think so many people can benefit from listening to this but also taking it maybe a bit further by following you and connecting with you you're super open on Instagram as well yeah definitely please send me DMs Uh, we try and when we first created the business our aim was to be as accessible as possible so it's not just buying a crystal from us we're there to answer the what next questions like I've got this what do I do with it or even like yes okay I'm saying pick crystals by their intuition but there is naturally people who want that bit of guidance at the beginning in fact the Conscience crystal sales that we're kind of cultivating at the moment it's going to be two weeks of me talking about the crystals we have available um in the knowledge sense so you if you want this crystal you could do this with it and that with it and it would be good to as a gift for this reason or whatever little video then we do the sale and then we're there for people afterwards if they want more knowledge on that crystal or they can have that video because now they've got that crystal so we're trying to be as supportive and available I hope so more than normal available for people. Absolutely. That's so useful. And it's an amazing resource. I definitely recommend and I'll list everything for people to access. And I'm really looking forward to Modern Soul Student. Thank you for listening today. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please be so kind as to leave a review and share your thoughts. I would love to hear from you. I take this opportunity to invite you to join me for more tonic content on Instagram at Lifetonic Podcast and the Lifetonic community on Facebook, a community of like-minded people who want to elevate their thinking, design their dream life, grow and transform together. You will gain access to freebies, downloadable resources, and have the opportunity to take some of the topics we discuss on the podcast a little bit further. Let's elevate our thinking and inspire collectively. Till next time.